Lewis, I need to discuss something extremely important with you. Are you free to talk? Yes, I just got home. What is it you'd like to discuss? Should we just get on a call? No, please, let's do this over text. I can't bear to hear even a hint of excitement in your voice. All right, as you wish. So, what is it? Well, you know how I've been feeling strange these last few weeks as though there was something wrong with me? The thought would have never crossed my mind. I figured it might have just been seasonal flu, but since I wasn't getting any better, my mother thought I should make sure it wasn't something else. So I drove to a pharmacy and purchased a test. I tried several others, but they all came back positive. Just to be sure, you are talking about a pregnancy test, correct? Yes. How is that possible? I had a vasectomy, and even if I hadn't, we've been so careful. Are you sure you aren't mistaken? Well, I've checked a few times. I also booked a doctor's appointment as soon as I found out, but I didn't want to keep you in the dark until then. I'm sorry. Perhaps I should have waited a bit longer. I just thought this way at least I didn't have to suffer alone. Are you suffering? When I found out, my first instinct was to reach for an antidepressant, but of course I had to stop because I didn't know if that might be harmful in this condition. After that, I figured perhaps chamomile tea might help me calm my nerves. Terrible decision. I was shaking too much and I scalded my hand as I started pouring the water into the cup. So I don't know, am I suffering? You tell me. You burnt your hand? How serious is it? Maybe you should drive to the emergency room. I don't think it's that bad. It looks pretty superficial. Frankly, that's the last thing I'm worried about right now. All right, I guess I'm just a little confused. I'm certain when we started dating, we were both aware that there would always be a possibility of something like this happening, even if we tried our best to avoid it. Right, I know we've only been in a relationship for three years, but I'm 31. Everything worked so well before, I just don't understand why it had to happen like this. Why now? Are you home? I could come over and we could talk about this face to face. No, please don't come here. I need some time to think everything over. What's there to think about? We'll just have to fast track some things. We can get married in a small ceremony and you can move in with me. But that's not at all what I want. I'm in my 30s, I'm financially stable and I care a lot about you so I will make sure to be the best parent I can be but I can't do it with you by my side. Remember what we agreed on when we met? In case something like this did happen, we agreed I'd be taking on the responsibilities all alone. No marriage, no moving in together, no financial aid. We can continue dating, but we'll just co-parent as though we were divorced. Well, yes, I remember your conditions, but that was three years ago, and back then I assumed if we did become parents by some miracle, you'd change your mind. How could you possibly expect me to change my mind about something as important as this? Some things just aren't negotiable. I expected you to change your mind because I figured over the years you'd have grown to trust me more. Those terms are as puzzling to me now as they were back when you first told me about them. Can you at least explain your reasoning because I don't think I'm unfit to be a father. Isn't it obvious? I've told you multiple times, playing house and doting on my husband, that's just not who I am. I'm honestly shocked that you'd suggest something as outrageous as getting married because of the baby. Can you not see how ridiculous that sounds in this day and age? Okay, I know marriage is a touchy subject for you. Maybe we don't have to get married necessarily, but we could still move in together and raise the child as a couple. If we both felt like living together was the right option for us, we'd have done that by now. I'm not changing my mind because of this unforeseen obstacle. Unforeseen obstacle, really? Well, that's what it is, isn't it? Neither one of us was planning for this to happen. Yet you're willing and ready to go through with this pregnancy and take full responsibility for the child? As I've already mentioned, I'm not getting any younger and we've known each other long enough for me to believe that you have every necessary characteristic of a good father. 
If I were looking for a donor, I'd have picked out someone with your physical attributes, education, personal values, and familiar medical history. The fact that I consider you a close friend only strengthens my belief that I can be a good caretaker to this child. What's with profiling me like an emotionless machine? Is that also how you decided I was worth dating? Well, more or less. I can't say you swept me off my feet. It was definitely more of a practical decision than anything else. We're almost the same age in the same socioeconomic class. We've been friends for a few years before dating and neither of us wanted children. It seemed like a logical choice. I suppose you've never been the romantic type, but do you have to state these things so bluntly? I thought we were happy together. I thought you liked spending time with me and my kids. Was I wrong to believe that? Of course I enjoyed spending time with you and your family. You're one of my best friends and your twins are adorable, but they've always been your family, not mine. And you've always been more of a friend than a lover. Then what was the point of agreeing to be in a relationship with me? I was heartbroken when my ex told me he'd found someone he was interested in, so I figured I'd try moving on as well. By moving on, you mean finding a rebound, don't you? That's not how I saw it at the time, but in hindsight, I suppose that's what it was. I'm sorry, you, you've been so good to me, but the truth is, I always believed my child, the one I'd love unconditionally, would be the mixture of myself and the man I was in love with. I'm just a bit disappointed, that's all. That's odd, I could have sworn I'd heard you say you loved me. I do love you, I've just never been in love with you. I like a lot of things about you, I admire a lot of your qualities, and I have been trying to fall in love with you, but no matter how hard I try, it's just not the same. And you didn't think to bring that up sooner? I sincerely believed my feelings could have changed over time, but they didn't. I'm sorry. But you knew I wasn't planning on having any more children even if you did fall in love with me. I couldn't have been the father of your child. If you planned on staying with me, why didn't you take more permanent measures to make sure that was never going to be an issue? Did you lie to me about not wanting to have children? Is that it? God, now you're just reopening old wounds. You know that's the reason my past relationship fell apart. I wanted to have a child, but he didn't. It had been selfish for either of us to ask the other to compromise, so we decided to stay friends. In time, I realized I never just wanted a child. I wanted to have a child with him, specifically, and no one else. So, to answer your question, no. It's not that I lied to you. I was never planning on having children with you. It's over, Margaret. We have to put an end to whatever this is. I know. I'll accompany you to the doctor's appointment. Once the baby's born, I'm going to try and get full legal custody. I suspect your sentiments might change drastically after giving birth, so let's discuss the details then. Alright. That's all you have to say? You don't mind giving up custody? Well, I think you're being unfair to me. Even if I have little to no maternal instincts, I'd have still loved and appreciated this child as I love and appreciate you and your ex-wife's kids. As their legal guardian, I'd have done all I could to make sure I raised them well. Still, if I said I'm as emotionally attached to them as I'd be if their father was my ex, I'd be lying. When's your appointment? It's in two days. Send me the address and I'll see you there. Aren't you going to get mad at me for wasting your time? I can't possibly consider the time we spent together wasted. You've been a wonderful girlfriend and a great role model for my children. Well, up until this point at least. I really did love you. I just wish I'd known a bit sooner that you didn't feel the same way. That's not true. I told you, I do love you as a close friend. That's why I was prepared for the possibility of us spending at least a decade or two together. If only I'd met you first, I, I truly believe I could have fallen in love with you. 
I don't think there's any point in contemplating the what-ifs right now. What happened, happened. We just need to focus on our plan of action moving forward. That's just what he'd say. You really are alike. You're even the same height. Are you still in contact with him? Do you see him often? My ex-boyfriend? Well, yes, I told you we stayed friends. And I guess, technically speaking, I do get to see him every day. I see. Goodbye, Margaret. I'm sorry. Margaret, what's going on? Did you really break up with Lewis? He's the one who initiated it, but yes, we broke up. He said he'd take the baby away, and I agreed. Did he break up with you when he learned about the baby? You could say that. Did he suspect you of cheating on him? What? How could you even ask something like that to your daughter? Even Lewis had good enough manners to refrain from throwing such outrageous accusations around. Well, he decided to get a vasectomy after his twins were born, right? If he offered to break up after learning about your pregnancy, he must have had a reason to believe the baby wasn't his. I did tell him about my ex-boyfriend, but he couldn't have possibly misunderstood me, right? He seemed a little standoffish at the end, but that could have been because of all the things I'd said before. Besides, he knows I've been on birth control for years. Sorry, you did what? You told him about your ex? Do you really not care about your child's future? A child needs both their mother and their father. They need a stable household to grow up well-adjusted. I know there are cases where that's not possible, but there was no reason for the two of you to not make things work. And instead, what are you doing? Talking about your ex and giving away your flesh and blood like it's nothing? We had our reasons. How can a 31-year-old woman be so irresponsible and immature? Your father and I will drive over to your apartment and we can have a long chat about all this. Excuse me? Why are you interfering in my life? I'm an adult. I know what's best for me. Have you ever stopped to consider whether doing what's best for you was hurting those around you? You finally found a loving, caring partner who is ready to marry you and you drove him away. That's enough. What I choose to do with my life is my business and nobody else's. Give me a day to think everything over. I'll unblock your number tomorrow. <laughs> Good evening, Alexander. Could you please send me the recording of today's meeting? I was feeling unwell and I was unable to focus the entire time. Sure, I'll email it to you right away. Are you feeling better now? Uh, well, no. If anything, I just feel worse. If you don't mind me asking, what's wrong? It's nothing. I've just had a splitting headache since this morning. It usually goes away with pain meds, but today I thought I'd tough it out. Do you have any accompanying symptoms? Sudden severe headaches should never be taken lightly. I don't have any other symptoms. Besides, I'm pretty sure it's mostly due to the massive amount of stress I've been under lately. Do you have any tips on how to de-stress and reduce these headaches? You always seem so calm and collected. Well, drinking green tea has always helped to soothe my migraines, but I know you don't particularly enjoy its taste. You know what? I'm willing to give it a try. I've actually found a way to make it taste somewhat bearable. Have you? <laughs> what is it? Or is it a secret? It's not a secret, but I've heard some green tea lovers deem it sacrilegious. Well, I've heard one person say it. I just add in some lemon juice and honey. I'll have to give it a try sometime. Well, don't blame me if you hate the taste. I found it on some recipe blog. I'm sure it'll be just fine. You've never suggested a recipe I haven't enjoyed. Thank you. I already feel much better. You already made the tea? That was fast. Oh, no, I've just put on the kettle. Alexander, you don't think I'm a horrible person, right? No, of course not. Why would I think that? Did something happen? Louis and I broke up. I'm sorry to hear that. You don't have to be. I should have done it a long time ago. I didn't have the courage to admit I'd made a wrong decision, so I just kept digging myself into a deeper hole. Is that why you think you might be a bad person? 
That's part of the reason. I was very unkind to him today. I was feeling so anxious and overwhelmed. I said things I regret saying. Oh, and I had an argument with my mother and blocked her number. I guess I can officially add today to my long list of regrets. It must have been a rough day. I find it difficult to imagine you being unkind to those you care about, but even if that's the case, you're clearly remorseful for what you've said. One doesn't come across that often in malevolent people. If only you knew what I said to him, you'd agree that I'm undeserving of your kind words. Was it something a simple apology won't be able to fix? I don't know. I'm not sure. I just don't want him to hate me for the rest of his life. Lewis must have been a fairly reasonable man for you to stay by his side for several years. People like that don't usually spend their whole lives resenting people from their past. Right, of course. I suppose only unreasonable people like me get hung up on past. I'm sorry, you must be exhausted after work. You probably haven't even had dinner, and here I am venting my frustrations. It has been a long day. I don't think I'll have the time to cook anything, so I was planning on ordering takeout. Well, it's not that late. Why don't we go out to dinner? It'll be easier to tell you the full story in person, too. If you don't mind, that is. Sure, that sounds great. Wonderful. I'll send you the address. Alright, thanks. Lewis, are you awake? I just wanted to apologize for what I said earlier. I, I wasn't in the right state of mind. I also wanted to say that I'm sorry about not being upfront with you about my feelings. I thought I was protecting the prospects of our friendship morphing into genuine love by not mentioning my past, but clearly that wasn't the case. I was being selfish. I was selfish back then, and I am selfish now. Anyway, I'm, I'm not trying to justify my actions. Are you asleep, or are you ignoring me? You're probably asleep. I'll see you at the hospital. Mom, we've just left the hospital. What did the doctor say? You've been there for over 12 hours. Is everything all right? Well, I had to leave to get an MRI scan and a couple of other tests, but the important thing is, it was a false positive. I'm not pregnant. It was just a rare kind of tumor affecting my hormones. What? I know. Isn't that such wonderful news? We've already scheduled the surgery. Hopefully, I can recover without any fatal complications. Are you sure you're all right? Is it life-threatening? How are you going to recover all alone? You're moving back in with us. The doctor said it was a standard procedure. I should be fine. Lewis offered to stay and look after me, but I couldn't bring myself to accept his offer after everything that's happened. So I'll probably have to take you up on that offer. Gosh, Margaret, you gave us such a fright. I know, I was terrified too. But everything's all right now. Well, mostly all right. So just to make sure, are you and Lewis getting back together? No, we aren't. Right, of course. So you're certain you don't need any help with post-surgery care? Well, my parents and I have our differences, but they still care about my well-being. I should be fine. Thank you for your kind offer, though. I wholeheartedly appreciate it. Of course. That's what friends are for, right? Right. Actually, Alexander, there's something I've been meaning to tell you. I know the surgery will probably go well, but just in case it doesn't, there was something I needed to get off my chest. What is it? Six years into the relationship, my ex was diagnosed with a neurological condition that had significantly shortened his lifespan. That's when I first realized that if we had a child, even if he left, a part of him could always be by my side. Of course, I could never tell him the real reason. He'd think I was an awful, selfish person. I just told him I'd changed my mind about having children. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I'm sorry. I should have been honest with you from the start. It's all my fault. Thank you for letting me know, but 
Now I'm starting to worry you might have downplayed the seriousness of your surgery. Are you sure you'll be alright? Sorry, did that sound too much like a deathbed confession? I wanted to tell you a lot earlier, but on the day I'd mustered enough courage, you told me you were going out on a date, and I just couldn't bring myself to interfere with your new relationship. And then, in a month, you broke up with her. By then you'd already started going out with Lewis. But you are single right now, right? Right. Would you like to change that? Are you asking me out? I guess? I can't do that. Not right now. Oh. Alright. It was worth a shot. Are we still on for dinner after I've recovered? We could go to your favorite seafood restaurant and have some celebratory lobster. Sure. I'd like that. Fortunately, the surgery went well, and I managed to recover without any complications. Alexander and I have continued being friends. He visited me a few times to bring me some snacks and catch me up on work. I haven't seen Lewis since that day at the hospital. He called a few times to make sure I was alright, and then moved on with his life. I heard he got engaged recently. I wish him and his bride nothing but happiness. As terrifying as this whole experience has been, I think it was actually a blessing in disguise. A wake-up call that helped me reevaluate a lot of my life choices, I suppose. If there's one thing I've learned from all this, it's that it's never too late to stop self-sabotaging. We don't have to keep stubbornly pushing forward with bad decisions. We can just take a moment to stop and retrace our course. I'm just glad I got a chance to change before it was too late. <laughs>